a blessing this morning. Amen. Boy, that has been such a good good study. Amen. I might put that in a book someday. <laughs> but it is so good serving God and loving God. And we cease not to pray for each and every one of you. Amen. Doing these times. Amen. And know that you are not forgotten. We're constantly before the Lord day and night. Amen. I thank my God for every remembrance of you. Amen. And that God will meet your needs and help us through these situations. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let me share with you. I know the pandemic is going on and a lot of people is wondering what is going on. Amen. Let me share with you seven ways to stay focused through this pandemic. Amen. Number one, keep your prayer life and Bible reading constant. Keep your prayer life and Bible reading constant. Jesus says in Luke 18, 1, I would that men would pray and not faint. Amen. I would that men would pray and not faint. Paul tells us in Romans 15, 4, that the things which was written afore was written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scripture would find hope. So keep your prayer life. Amen. Praise God. You got to hold to that unchanging hand and keep your Bible reading consistent. Number two, don't lean to your own understanding. Don't lean to your own understanding. You're not going to be able to figure this out in your natural mind. People are trying to figure it out. People are asking questions, what is going on? What is happening? Amen. You're not going to figure it out. That's why Solomon says in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So don't lean to your own understanding. Try to figure it out. Just live on the scripture. All things work together for good to them that love God. Amen. And keep trusting in God. Number three, stay away from social media, TV, and negative people as much as possible. Stay away from social media, TV, and negative people as much as as possible. Amen. Because everybody is giving their opinion out there. Amen. And everybody is saying is this person's fault and that person's fault and this is who it's this and this is what's going to transpire. And as a result of that, it can draw you away from what you believe and know the truth. Amen. So stay focused. David says in Psalms 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that shall bring forth his fruit and his seed. Since his leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he do shall prosper. So stay away from social media, Facebook, and all that stuff as much as possible so you don't get drawn away and become confused. Number four, encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Let me say that again. Encourage yourself in the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 30, verse 6, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him because the souls of all the people was grievously every man for his own sons and his own daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen. In other words, David strengthened himself in the things of God. David 
made himself fortified in the things of God. That's why when you read Psalms 42, David is asking himself, what's wrong with you, soul? Amen. Don't you trust in God? You have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Praise God. In other words, you need to praise God. You need to worship God. Number five, don't lose focus of where you are headed. Don't lose focus of where you are headed. Colossians, Paul, writing to the church at Coloss, amen, in the third chapter, he says, If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is seated on the right hand of the throne of God. Set your affections on things above, not on the things of this earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. So that when Christ appear, you should also be glorified with him in glory. Amen. So don't lose focus where you're going. This world is not your home. Amen. If you've ever testified that, <laughs> amen. If you ever talked about going to heaven, that's your, that's your end state. And that's where you want to stay focused. Amen. Not here. Amen. You brought nothing into this world, and you ain't taking anything out. So do not lose focus of where you're going. Number six, stay in church. Amen. Stay in church. Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You've got to stay in church. The Psalms says in 122, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. It's amazing to me that so many people, when the pandemic hit, everybody was complaining about going to church. Now everybody wants to stay home away from church. Hello? Now you get an opportunity and they don't want to go. It's amazing to me. People are afraid to go to church, but they're not afraid to go to Walmart. Come on. They're not afraid to go to work, but they're afraid to go to church. Come on. Jesus says the children of this world is wiser than the children of light. Amen. Stay in the church. Stay in the church. This is your refuge. God is our refuge and God is our strength. He's a very present help and trouble. Amen. And number seven, don't ever forget your vows you made to God. When you got saved, you made vows to God of things you was going to do, how you going to serve God, you're going to live for Him all the rest of the days of your life. Don't lose focus. Stay, hold on to your vows. Moses says, Lord, it is, it, our days are like a weaver's beam. They're here and they're gone. He says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Amen. So let me encourage you, amen, through those seven small ways there, amen, during this pandemic, because anything can be shaken, it's going to be shaken. Amen. But you have the power of God in you. You've got the Holy Ghost. God has put something in every one of us to let us know, I won't leave you. I will not forsake you. I'm as close as the mention of my name. As Paul told Timothy, just stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Amen. Because God has not given you the spirit of fear. He's giving you power. He's giving you love. He's giving you a sound mind. Amen. Your mind in Christ will be in perfect peace. And that's where it stays. Amen. And so don't lose hope. Amen. You don't have nothing to worry about. Amen. God has already told you things are going to come. We're going to just rejoice all the way. We're going to dance all the way to those heavenly gates. Amen. We're looking for that city. Amen. Praise God. Father, we praise you again today. 
I thank you for your people today, God. I pray that they will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, God, that they will cling to your unchanging hand, that they will live according to your ways and your word and not according to this world's ways. Uh, Oh, God, let them keep their hands uh, in your unchanging hand, oh, God. Let them be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Uh, God, as they come to you in prayer, touch them, Lord God. Let them feel your anointing. Let them feel your power. Let them feel you, oh God, that they would understand, God, that you are right with them every step of the way, that they can trust you, that they can hold to your word, God, and you will be with them, oh God. Touch them, Lord, again today, Lord. Make a way where there seems to be no way, God. I know you are able, God, to do exceeding abundantly above all I could ever ask to think of thee. I know your word is forever established in the heavens above and the earth beneath, Lord. Let your healing touch take place. Strengthen the inner man, God. Your word tells me, God, though the outward man is may perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. I put my trust in you, Lord. I lean not to my own understanding, God. I look to you, Lord Jesus. Again today, God, uh, praise God. Where could I go but to you, Jesus? Uh, where could I go but to you, Jesus? <laughs> Hallelujah, God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> We're living below in this old sinful world. Holy a comfort can afford. We're striving alone to face temptation sore. Where could I go but to the Lord? Oh, where could I go? I need to know where could I go when I am seeking a refuge for my soul. Well, I'm needing a friend to help me in the end. Where could I go but to the Lord? Neighbors are kind. I love them, everyone. We get along and sweet accord. But when my soul needs manna from above, where could I go but to the Lord? Where could I go? I need to know where could I go. When I am seeking a refuge for my soul, needing a friend to help me in the end, where could I go but 
to the Lord. Well, life here is grand with friends I love so dear. Comfort I get from God's own word. And yet, when I face the chilling hand of death, where could I go but to the Lord? Where could I go? I need to know where could I go when I am seeking a refuge for my soul. I needed a friend to help me in the end. Where could I go but to the Lord? Sing it again. Oh, where could I go? Oh, where could I go when I am seeking a refuge for my soul? I needed a friend to help me in the end. Where could I go but to the Lord? Living below in this old sinful world. Hardly a comfort can afford. I'm striving alone to face temptation sore. Where could I go but to the Lord? Where could I go? Oh, where could I go when I am seeking a refuge for my soul? Needing a friend to help me in the end. Where could I go but to the Lord? God, I come to you this morning, Jesus. God, I'm seeking a refuge. Your word tells me, God, that you are my refuge and you are my strength, that you are very present help in the times of trouble. We will not fear, though the earth be moved and though the mountains be carried into the mix of the sea, though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah, you tell me, 
God that there's a river, a stream that shall make glad the city of God, the tabernacle of the Most High, the holy place. Your word tells me that you are in the midst of her God and that she shall not be removed and you will help her in that right early. You said the heathen rage, but you utter your voice in the earth melt. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, you say, and see the desolation which you have made in the earth. You caused wars to cease unto the ends of the earth. You breaketh the bow. You cut up the spear as under. You burned the chariots in fire. You tell us to be still and know that you are God, that you will be exalted in the earth. You will be exalted among the heathen. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge because he's my refuge and my strength, a very present help in all my trouble. He's as close as the mention of his name. Amen. There was a time on earth and in the book of heaven, and all account was standing for sins yet unforgiven. My name was at the top and many things below, but I went unto the keeper and I settled it long ago. Long ago, down on my knees. Long ago, I settled it all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. There was a time on earth when in the book of heaven an old account was standing. For sins yet unforgiven, my name was at the top, and many things below. I went unto the keeper, and settled it long ago, long ago, down on my knees. I settled it all. Yes, the old account was settled long ago. And my record's clear today, for he washed my sins away. When the old account was settled long ago, the old account was large and glowing every day, for I was always sinning and never tried to pay. But when I looked ahead and saw such pain and woe, I said that I would settle. And I settled long ago, long ago, down on my knees long ago. I settled it all. Yes, the old account were settled long ago. Hallelujah. And my record's clear today. For he washed my sins away when the old account was settled long ago. When at the judgment bar I stand before my king and he the book will open. He cannot find a thing. Then will my heart be glad while tears of joy will flow because I had it settled. And I settled long ago, long ago, down on my knees. Long ago I settled it all. Yes, the old account were settled long ago. And my record's clear today. For he washed my sins away when the old account was settled long ago. When in my happy home 
my Savior's home above. I'll sing resumption story and praise him for his love. I'll not forget that book with pages white as snow because I came and settled. I settled long ago, long ago, down on my knees. Long ago I settled it all. Yes, the old account was settled long ago. Hallelujah, and my record's clear today, for he washed my sins away. When the old account was settled long ago, Oh, sinners, seek the Lord, repent of all your sins, for this he have commanded. If you will enter in, and then if you should live a hundred years below, up there you won't regret it. You've settled long ago, long ago, down on my knees, long ago I settled it all. Yes, the old account was settled long ago. Hallelujah, and my record's clear today, for he washed my sins away. Oh, the old account was settled long ago, long ago, down on my knees, long ago, I've settled it all. Yes, the old account was settled long ago. And my record's clear today, for he washed my sins away. When the old account was settled long ago, hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God the old account has been settled. Uh, hallelujah. We don't have to worry about it. Uh, hallelujah. That old account uh, is, oh man, the pages are white as snow. Uh, praise God. Up there, you're not going to regret it because uh, you settled it down here long ago. Thirty-something uh, years ago, I went to the waters of baptism in Jesus' name and washed my sins away. And this journey for thirty-something years has been beautiful living for God, and I just can't wait uh, until I walk through those pearly gates. Uh, up there, you won't regret it uh, that you lived for Him, that you served Him, that you went to those waters of baptism. You're never going to regret that moment. Uh, amen. Nothing will ever be able to compare for that decision you made that day to give your life to God, to serve Him. Amen. With a pure heart, fervently. Praise God. You'll look back and amen and say, man, what a choice I made. That's the best choice in my life. Amen. I thought I made a good choice when I joined the military, man. But I found out after I got saved, man, that was nothing compared. I thought I made the right choice when I married my wife, and it was a great choice. But nothing like being baptized. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and serving God. Amen. Nothing, nothing can compare. Amen. To what that the choice that we made, that decision we made. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Touching Jesus is all that matters. And your life will never, never, never be the same. Hallelujah. Oh, touching Jesus. Is all that really matters. 
then your life will never be the same. For there is only one way to touch Him. Just believe when you call on His name. Oh, touching Jesus <laughs> is all that really matters. Oh, yes. Then your life will never be the same. For there is only one way to touch Him. Just believe when you call on His name. A woman tried many physicians, and yet she grew worse. So to Jesus she came, and when the crowd tried to restrain her, she whispered these words through her pain. Oh, touching Jesus ah, is all that really matters. Then your life will never be the same. For there is only one way to touch Him. Just believe when you call on His name. I was bound when I knelt at that old altar. But they said that Jesus could meet every need. And when this prisoner finally touched Jesus, he set me free, praise the Lord, free indeed. Oh, touching Jesus was all that really mattered. Then my life was never the same. For there was only one way to touch Him. I just believed when I called on His name. Oh, touching Jesus is all that really matters.
then your life was never the same. For there was only one way to touch him. I just believed when I called on his name. Hallelujah. Oh, touching Jesus. Touching Jesus. Touching Jesus. Is all that really matters. Nothing else matters. Amen. Just believe when you call on that name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. To the book of Philippians, the third chapter this morning, 10 through 21. Philippians. The New Testament, Philippians, just before the book of Colossians, behind the book of Ephesians. Amen. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 through verse 21. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 through verse 21. The Apostle Paul right into the church at Philippi, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either was already perfect. But I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me. And mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Amen. And I want to minister from this thought today, following the example. Following the example. Father, we praise you again this morning. Oh God, we thank you for your presence that we feel. 
God, we thank you for the glory of the Lord. We thank you for your great and mighty power, Lord God. And we thank you again this day, Jesus, for your love and kindness. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Praise God. Following the example, praise God. The church at Philippi was founded by the Apostle Paul on his second missionary journey. Paul writing, Luke rather, writing in Acts 16, verse 7 through 10 says, After they were come to Messiah, they sailed to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit suffered them not, and they passed by Mysa and came down to Troyes, and in a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed to him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto him, them. Praise God. So we see here that this church in Philippi, it starts out when you begin it and continue to read Acts 16. It was a first. It was a, a small work uh, among a few women by the riverside. They started. Uh, Lydia was mentioned as a seller of purple and was the first convert, uh, and she was soon joined by the Philippian jailer and his household. And these and perhaps a few others uh, became the nucleus. Uh, of this small church. And Paul's letter here to the Philippians is a spiritual letter that he's writing to them of love and encouragement. And if there's ever a New Testament church that should maybe be emulated, it is the church of the Philippians. Paul seems to continue with an outburst to them of warm and affection and gratitude. This whole letter that Paul begins to write to this church seems to be a letter of complimentary of their faithfulness and the things and their support for the gospel and Jesus Christ. It seems as you read the book of Philippians that this small church seemed to have grasped everything that the gospel desires for every Christian to get, get grass, excuse me. It seems like Paul is using this church uh, as an example for others to emulate uh, and to follow. He cautions and he encourages them because they became followers of him. Uh, he began to share with them in the fourth chapter and the fourteenth verse. Uh, he says, notwithstanding, uh, you have well done. That you did communicate with my affections. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessities, not because I desire to give, but I desire few. 
fruit that may abound to your count, but I have all in abound. I am full, having received Epidorius, the things which were sent from you, an order of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He told this church in the first chapter and the sixth verse, be in confidence of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will complete it unto the day of Jesus Christ. What does it mean to be followers of the example? It means to be like-minded. It means to have the same mind as the person that is leading you. It means to act the same way and share in with the same cause. And since we are followers of Jesus Christ, then we must have the same mind. We must act the same way. We must follow the same pattern that he has set before us. Paul told this church in the second chapter, if there be any consolation in Christ, if there be any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, and any bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy, that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and one mind. What is Paul saying here? Consolation and Christ. What is he talking about? Comfort of love and fellowship of the Spirit and bowels and mercy. What are these things that he's causing you and me and given us a call to be like-minded. He's saying, if there's ever been any encouragement that you have received by being a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have ever been comforted by His love, if you have ever had good, wholesome fellowship with other believers of like precious faith in Christ, if you have seen others' tender hearts and compassion, then he says, make me happy and follow the same example and be of the same mind. He says, love one another and walk together in the same mind with the same purpose. He says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others, but be an example by walking humbly by your in yourself and not thinking yourself more highly than you ought to think of yourself. He says, don't just be concerned with your own interests. Be be concerned about the interests of other people. He says, let this mind and the attitude that was in Jesus Christ be also in you. We must have the mind and the attitude of Jesus Christ because we're following of Jesus. Jesus was moved with compassion. Jesus walked humbly towards those that were without. Jesus loved others better than himself. Jesus went about comforting and encouraging others. Jesus went where the needs were. Jesus was concerned with the interests of others and not just the interests of himself. As he said, I am come to seek and to say that 
which was lost. So to know him is more than just to know him. We must become followers of him. He has given us the example. Jesus come out of the wilderness and he walked into the synagogue in Luke 4. It says that the custom was he went into the synagogue and they handed him the reading of Isaiah the prophet and he turned to the spot that it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He laid down the example of that day for you and I to follow. So the question is, are we following the example? Are we preaching the gospel to the poor? Are we healing the broken hearts? Are we preaching deliverance to the captives? Are we open the sight of the blind? Are we set at liberty them that are bruised? Are we establishing the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus says in Luke 9, 23 and 24, and he said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever loses life for my sake, the same shall save it. If you want the new life, you've got to lose this life. In other words, you can't be concerned with this life we now live. You must be more concerned about the life that Jesus has brought to you. The new life that Jesus has given unto you. That's the life you should be concerned about. That's why Paul says, brethren, I count not myself uh, to have apprehended, uh, but this one thing I do, uh, I forget those things that are behind, and I reach forth uh, to those things that are before. I press uh, towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God uh, in Christ Jesus. Uh, Paul lost that old life, uh, and I pray that you've lost that old life, uh, and now you are living uh, your new life, uh, which Jesus has given unto you. And this is why you must take up your cross daily and follow him. That's why you must always walk at the example of being moved with compassion. That's why you must always resist every means to do evil. You must become obedient to God's ways and God's words. You must submit yourself to every ordinance of God and his leadership over you. And you must become a servant of all unto Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think the probably the biggest problem in the church is people are not taking up their cross daily to follow Christ. Notice what Jesus says. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross daily and follow me. Are you following the example? Christ is our example. 
and we must follow him. And this is why Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ, because he is our example. Amen. We must lose this life in order to gain that new life that Christ, the world cannot pull us and separate us. We must not allow it to pull and tug at our hearts and pull us away from Christ. This is why Paul says, who shall separate me from the love of Christ shall tribulations or distress or persecution, a famine, a neck, and a perilous sword. He said, that it is written, for thy sake I am killed all the day long. I am accounted as a sheep to the slaughter. He says, nay, and all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God. You've got to pick up your cross daily and follow him. You've got the purpose in your heart and in your mind. I'm following Jesus. Lord, go with me, the songwriter said. Yet I will follow. I have determined to follow Jesus. I have determined to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No none go with me. Yet I will follow. I will go with him through the garden. I will go with him all Oh, the way that songwriter is trying to give us an example of what we must do in order to obtain the thing that God has given to us. We must follow the example of Jesus Christ and take up our cross daily, being moved with compassion, resisting all evil and all wrong. And we must be obedient to God and his word and his way, submitting ourselves to every ordinance of God and become servant leaders and servants of the most high God. Praise God. Are you following the example? Paul writing to the church at Ephesus in the fourth chapter, in the 20th verse, but you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which of the God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good, that he may have to give him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, 
that it may minister grace to the hearers, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put far from you with all malice, and be kind one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. But be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ has also loved us, and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior, but fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness. Let it not be once named among you as becoming saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which is not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. But this you know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, nor who is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be ye not therefore partakers with them, for you were sometime darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Paul says, I'm giving you an example. Jesus is your example, and you must follow him. You can't continue in the old ways of life. You bear it, that old man. Now take up your cross daily and follow him. As Moses was admonished, the song says in Hebrews 8, 5, See, says he, that you make all things according to the pattern showed you in the mount. Every dimension of the tabernacle in the wilderness was an example for eternal salvation. Everything, every item, every dimension of it was a type and shadow that we must follow. The gate was to always, every time the tabernacle was set up, the gate had to always be facing to the east. Why to the east? As the psalmist says, from the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name must be praised. Your example of Jesus Christ when you get up in the morning is to give praise. Your example of following Him throughout the day is to give praise all the way until the sun go down. John writing in the book of Revelation that the angels are around the throne constantly crying, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. We must be the followers that same example of 24-7 giving God ultimate utmost praise from these lips of clay. He has set an example for us by setting the tabernacle to 
to the east. So when you get up in the morning, praise God. When you go to bed at night, praise God. When they came in through the gate, the first item they encountered was an altar. Here was repentance. Here was death. We must die daily to this flesh that we now live in. We must always keep our altar burning. Leviticus 6.13 tell us, don't ever let the fire go out of the altar. You've got to keep your altar burning continually. Amen. Then we encountered the brazen labor. It was a form of washing. It represents keeping yourself pure. Peter says, baptism doth now save us. Not putting away the filth of the flesh, but as an answer of a good conscience towards God. Here, you can get a right mind. Here, you can become clean. Here, Isaiah says, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil from your doings before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widows. Come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though there be like red, like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You've got to stay pure. You've got to stay clean. As Peter says, be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. Keep yourself clean. John says, but you, beloved, keep yourself in the love of God. Oh, some have compassion, make a difference. Others pull out of the fire, hating even their garments, spotted by the flesh. And then we came to the sanctuary. David said, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob, defend thee, send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. What was in the sanctuary? The table was in the sanctuary. The showbread was in the sanctuary. The candlestick was in the sanctuary. And the altar of incense. The table represents our heart. God has given us, amen, our hearts. Amen. He says, I will write upon their hearts my word and my law so that they will all know me from the youngest to the oldest. See, your heart must have the writing of God in it. That's why David says in Psalms 119 verse 11, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. God wants to put his word upon our hearts. That's why when Jesus tells the parable in Luke chapter 8 of the sower with the seed, he says some fell on good ground, some fell among the thorns, some fell on the rock, and some fell by the wayside. He related that the earth was the heart of man, and the word of the seed was the word of God. And he says they by the wayside are they that hear the word, but before they can receive it, the devil comes and take it away. And then they upon the rock are they that hear the word, but because they have no roots, after a while they worship God, but 
when trials and situations come, they fold away. And they among the thorns are they that get carried away with the cares and things of this world. And it chokes the word. But they on the good soul of a good heart, they receive the word. And they bring forth fruit, some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred fold. The showbread represents the bread of life is the word of God. Jesus says in John 6.35, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believe on me shall never thirst. Amen. we got to have the showbread, the word of God. The candlestick not only represents the church, but to let us know that we are the church. And the Holy Ghost is to always be flowing through us and so that the oil would come through the candlestick. Amen. And into the candle to keep the, the fire burning. We must always let the Holy Ghost flow through us daily. We got to keep the light of the fire burning inside of us. We must be that bright and shining light. And the only way to do that is we've got to follow the example and let the Holy Ghost flow through us. And then we have to have the altar of incense. Your life must be a sweet smelling savor. Unto God. Praise God. When we have these things in us, we'll burn bright. And we'll follow the example. Because Jesus is the light of the world. And John eight twelve, Jesus says, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And then they came. And to the holies of all. And in the holies of all you find the Ark of the Covenant. The covenant was God's promises to his people. His agreement with his people. But all was there was a box. And in that box was Aaron's rod that budded. A pot of manna. And a table of stones. Above it sit the mercy seat. And the two angels overshadowing. Amen. The mercy seat. The mercy seat represents God's love and compassion. That's why Jeremiah says in Lamentations 3, it is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And as we have received mercy, we must always be willing to give mercy to others. Amen. Praise God. And inside of that mercy seat, amen, and in that box, as I said, was the tables of stone. It represented the Ten Commandments. And Jesus says, on these two commandments, I shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart to mind and soul and thy neighbor as thyself. He says, on these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophet. Amen. How much you love God. It is to teach us that we must love God with everything about us and our neighbors as ourselves. The, the golden rule must always be in operation in 
in our lives. Amen. And then there was Aaron's rod that budded to show that God's the one that chooses leadership. Man does not choose to lead God's church. God chooses man to lead his church. That's why Aaron's rod was chosen by God to show, amen, that God is the one that selects, not man. Amen. Praise God. And then there was the pot of manna again. It was the bread of life to show that daily God provided for them and to teach us that if God provided for us, then we must provide for others. We must follow the example of God, what he has set for us. This tabernacle in the wilderness, it was an example to follow for our eternal salvation and the pattern that God has set before us. And on the day of Pentecost, when the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, they asked Peter, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received this word was baptized. And there was added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. They followed the example. And I need to know from you today, are you following the example of Jesus Christ? Paul wrote into the church at Philippi in the third chapter and the 17th and 18th verse. He says, follow me and mark everyone that walk, everyone that live and conduct themselves for an example. He says, for many walk, many lives and conduct, he said, but not after us. Their lives and conducts prove that they're not of God, but they are the enemies of the cross. And Paul says, they are heading for destruction. Many walked, he says, of whom I have told you before, and now I tell you, even weeping, they're the enemies of the cross. How could men and women who had received such precious gift of the Holy Ghost and received the promises of God now become the enemies of the cross? I tell you how it happened. They failed to follow the example that was set before them. They start leaning unto their own understanding. They did not cling to the promise that was given them. They took it lightly. But you, my brothers, you, my sisters, don't lose hope, but cling to that old rugged cross. Take up that cross daily and follow Jesus Christ. He has given us the example and the way that we shall go. As the Lord said to Jeremiah, Stand ye and 
past? Where's the old paths? Where's the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your soul. But they say we will not walk that way. In other words, we're not going to follow that example anymore. And as a result, they was led away into captivity and into destruction. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 21, not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. We need to understand that we must follow the word of God. We must live our lives as the word of God tell us to live. James tell us, don't just be a hearer of God's word. You must be a doer of God's word. He says, pure religion and undefiled before the Father and God is this, to visit the widows and orphans and keep yourself pure from this world. We've got to keep following the example that is set before us. If you've called yourself a Christian, your lifestyle, your conduct should be a reflection of the title that you proclaim. But if not, you're going to walk and become an enemy of the cross. And your next move is to head for destructions and turn around and go the wrong way. But we got to be what Paul says, followers of Christ. Brethren, he said, I count not myself to have apprehended. He says, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind. He says, everything I lost, I called it as dawn for Christ. Oh, we need to stay the course. We need to stay focused. Follow me, Paul says, as I follow Christ. Are you following the example of Jesus Christ? Are you following the example of Jesus Christ? Are you living your life? The way that God's word tells you to live your life. Don't follow man, but follow Christ. That's what Paul is saying. He says, you follow me as I follow Christ. And I will tell you as the pastor of this church, you follow me for one reason, that you see me following Jesus Christ. Anytime you see that I'm not, you get off the train. Amen. Because I'm following him. All the way, the days of my life. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not about a position. It's just that I love the Lord. Praise God. And I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Because I'm thinking of that rapture. And my blessed home on high. When the redeemed are gathering in. They're washed like snow. And free from all sin. And how we'll shout. And how we'll sing. When the redeemed are gathered in. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I want to follow you all the days of my life. God, I ask that you go before me to keep the light shining, oh God. Let me set my focus on you, Lord, and on things above and not on this earth. Oh God, I thank you again today. 
Thank you for your word, God. Thank you for the examples, God, you have given me throughout your word, O oh God, that I must live my life according to your ways and according to your purpose, O oh God. God, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you, Lord. God, I want to be an example. I want to be an example of your love. I want to be an example of your compassion, oh God. I want to walk humbly, Lord, towards them that are without, oh God. I want to take up my cross every day, God. I'm going to purpose, God, to resist all evil and all wrong. I want to live right, God. I want to do what is right, oh God. I want to be obedient to your word. I want to be obedient to everyone that you place over me, God. I want to be obedient, oh God, to the things of God. I want to submit myself all my life for the rest of my days to you, God, and to your ways, to your ordinance, oh God, because I know you have my best interest at heart, oh God. I want to serve God the way that you serve, oh God. You said you did not come to be ministered to, but you came to minister and give your life a ransom, oh God. You was willing to bind down, Father, and wash your disciples' feet, oh God. Let me humble and follow that example, oh God. Let me never think myself more highly than I ought, oh God. But let me always walk humbly before you, God, and before others, oh God. God, with the right spirit and with the right mind. Oh, God, forgive me, God, if I've ever in my life elevated myself in any way, in any position. Oh, God, help me, oh, God, to live according and follow your example, God, that you have made for me. Oh, God, I thank you today, Lord. I want to live the rest of my life as an example, God, for others to emulate and following after you, Lord God, with all my heart mind, soul, and strength, oh God. Oh God, I want to be what you want me to be, Lord, and nothing else. Oh God, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. God, I know you have my interests at heart, and I am thankful. Lord, that you brought me out of darkness to the marvelous light, oh God. Oh God, let me follow the examples of the prophets and the apostles that you have said in your word, oh God. You tell us to mark the perfect man because the end of that man is life, oh God. Let us follow those good examples you have showed us, oh God. Let us see all the stories and the examples you have given us for our perfection, oh God. Touch your people today, God. Those that may be discouraged, encourage them today, Lord, to keep running according to your perfect will and your perfect way, God. Strengthen them in the inner man. Strengthen them, God. You tell us, though the outward man perish, the inward man is new. May we pick up that cross daily, God. May from the rising of the sun you receive praise daily. May the word be hidden in our heart. May we never stop worshiping and reading your word, O God. May we never lose our focus of where we're headed, God. That we would just keep pressing towards the mark of the prize. Because someday, God, we know that you will meet us and call us home. And we want to be ready, God, for that day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have the Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I am thinking of a raptured in thy blessed home on high when the redeemed are gathering in. How he raised the heavenly anthem in that city in the sky when the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, when the redeemed are gathering in, we'll wash like snow. And free from all sin. Well, how we'll shout. And how we'll sing. When the redeemed are gathering in. There will be a great possession over on the streets of gold. When the redeemed are gathering in. Oh, what music, oh, what singing over that city will be rolled when the redeemed are gathering in. Well, when the redeemed are gathering in, we'll wash like snow and free from all sin. Well, how we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Saints will sing redemption story with their voices clear and strong when the redeemed are gathering in. Then the angels all will listen for they cannot join the song when the redeemed are gathering in. Well, when the redeemed are gathering in, we'll wash like snow and free from all sin. How we'll shout and how we'll sing when the redeemed are gathering in. Then the Savior will give order to prepare the banquet board when the redeemed are gathering in. And we'll hear his invitation, come ye blessed of the Lord, when the redeemed are gathering in. Well, when the redeemed are gathering in, we'll wash like snow and free from all sin. How we'll shout and how we'll sing when redeemed are gathering in. Well, when redeemed are gathering in, we'll wash like snow and we're free from all sin. I will shout and I will sing when redeemed are gathering in. Hallelujah, Lord, I praise you. Oh, I praise you, Jesus. Uh, hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, oh, thank you, God. I praise you, Lord. Uh, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Uh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 
Amen. Let's keep following our example, Jesus Christ, all the way to the end. Amen. See that no man steal your crown. Just hold on to him. Father, we thank you. We ask you to bless your people and keep them, Lord, in perfect peace in Jesus' name. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Don't forget Wednesday night Bible study. Amen. The lessons are back there on the table somewhere, able to handle afflictions.